Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark, Ron, and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate rolling on. Until 7 o'clock p.m. today, thrilled to have you with us. The Renewal by Anderson fan phone is 844-326-3663. The text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan and away you go. We've got ESPN's analytics guru, Seth Walder, joining us. Why he says Dan Campbell made no mistakes, at least on the fourth downs. Uh, many hires in the NFL have been made. Many have yet to happen. So what grades would we give the ones that have gone down? Taylor Swift and the NFL effect. We've got Jake Crane. We've got don't be that guy in sports. And we've got a question on Clemson and South Carolina that's going to make you uncomfortable. It's going to make you uncomfortable. I, do, you, do you think that's accurate, Diesel? It's got. It should. It's a, if a question. people will truthfully answer the question. Yeah. that's the hard part. You know, if you want to play the denial game, you can avoid discomfort. But if you're going to answer it honestly, this question coming from Diesel, it's going to make you uncomfortable. All right, all that and so much more. We are the show that gets in your warm fuzzies, but also makes you a little bit squeamish from time to time. Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan up state. So, guys. Um, It's interesting. You know, we have debates among shows. We have debates among hosts. um, We have debates among all, right? And generally speaking, my philosophy on social media is I typically don't get into it with other hosts. You know, it's like I, I don't think that accomplishes anything. They've done their research. They feel strongly about something. You know, I'm not... On social media, when you're arguing with somebody, it feels like the next step is someone's going to say something about your mama. And I, I just have no need to get into that. So I, I kind of refrain from, from doing that. But uh, a, a debate that, that many have is like what to talk about on your show. How can we uh, get to your hot buttons every single day or as many days that we're on the air, right? Some days where there's little going on, we create the hot button. Other days, the hot button provides itself to you and for you. Uh, But it is interesting to consider the different styles of hosts, the different styles of hosts that have been on this station in its history, the different style of hosts on other stations. And so what I would say to you uh, in the open is that here's what I've learned about hosting here. And then there's a point about the NFL to be made. Um, I find... That what we can cover is Clemson and South Carolina football 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. We can cover interesting national college football stories 365 days a year. Okay? So Clemson and South Carolina can be an everyday topic. Uh, national college football stories, uh, a big school leaves a conference, joins another conference, a big coach gets fired, can talk about that 365 days a year. All right? Um, Outside of that, I can talk about Clemson basketball when there's a big game. South Carolina basketball when there's a big game. They beat Kentucky. Can talk about that. Okay? I can talk about Clemson and South Carolina baseball generally – in terms of how their season is going 
and when they're in the postseason. But I found that this audience doesn't really care so much about a Clemson versus Georgia Tech, um, you know, series breakdown, you know, in the middle of the week. Okay, like that's a level of analysis that you don't really want or you don't really need. Okay, Um, and then I find when it comes to the sports leagues, we can't talk really NBA. We can't talk really Major League Baseball, although we can talk big Braves topics, Atlanta Braves topics. You have zero interest on anything NHL. And then there's the NFL, which is and has become its own entity. When I was growing up, the World Series, uh, and this, uh, I don't want to date myself, but like when I was a wee lad, it was like baseball and football. They were hand in hand with one another. World Series, Super Bowl, the two main events. And it's become something where the NFL just is wiping the floor with everybody. With everybody. And I want you to realize how special this is when I say this, okay? Do you realize that the AFC Championship game reached 51 million viewers? 51 million. Think about that. The NFC Championship game reached 56 million viewers. The World Series, 8 million viewers. The NBA Finals, 9 million viewers. The non-Super Bowl, 51 million viewers, 56 million viewers. By the way, college football, uh, playoff and national championship games in the 20s of millions of viewers. World Series, 8. NBA Finals, 9. College football's more than double that. People sometimes act surprised when I tell you college football is this country's number two. It is. But, folks, you know, and and there are certain people who would say, well, Mark Ryan, you can talk NBA. You can talk NHL. You can talk MLB. I can't do it if I want to reach the greatest number of you. Isn't that why we're here? To reach the greatest number of you? This show is not about what I'm interested in. You know, it's not my job to tell you what you should be interested in. You tell us what, we, what, what you want to know. We see the engagement or the lack of engagement. You know, we'll try things. There's nothing wrong with trying things. But when you try things enough times and you see that, man, gosh, when we talk NBA, and I think we're doing a pretty good job of it, but here in the upstate of South Carolina, when you do that, it's crickets. When we talk MLB about anything other than the, and than the Atlanta Braves, it's crickets. We've had some MLB fans that have pleaded to us, hey, would you guys talk a little MLB? And then we do. And then for a little while, for a little blip of time, the engagement is up because we've said, look, if you give us the engagement, you'll show us it's what you want. And then invariably the engagement dips again. So guys, as your host here in the afternoon, here's what I've learned that you'd want. You want Clemson and South Carolina football 24-7, 365. You want Clemson and South Carolina basketball when there's something big. Clemson and South Carolina baseball when there's something big. By the way, South Carolina women's basketball is mixed into that too. And then you want NFL. And the NFL is so insanely special because we, as a community here in the Carolinas, we like what we like. We don't want to be force-fed. We don't want to be made to do anything. You know, um, we like what we like here. The NFL is the one national entity that has cut through that, okay, that has been able to take hold in our hearts. The NHL has not. The NBA has not. Okay? MLB has not. None of the other professional leagues have. Now, that's not to say that you individually are not an NHL fan. You might be. Or an NBA fan. You might be. Or an MLB fan. You might be. Or a wrestling fan, even though it's not a sport. Or mixed martial arts You might boxing. You might be fans of those individual sports individually. But in terms of a sports talk show, okay, um, the NFL is the only one 
that cuts through. It's the only one that goes through your community force field where everything else gets cut out. High school football. During the season, talk about it all the time. Major changes going on in the alignment. Okay, time to talk about it again, right? High school football, Clemson football, South Carolina football. Clemson and South Carolina, basketball when there's something big, baseball when there's something big. Braves topics are okay. But outside of that, it is only the NFL. And I've learned here that if you try to force feed topics that are outside of that realm, that's when you have very limited or no engagement. You guys drive the bus. We select the topics, but we select the topics that we think are going to be the greatest to the greatest interest of you. By the way, do you guys think I got that right? I, try to think of that of this topic other outside of your own interest, not what you're interested in, but what the community is interested in. If you say, no, 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 Mark, I'm huge into the NHL, what about the community? Ah, say the community is not. Mark, I, I'm a huge MLB nerd. Okay, but is the community big MLB nerds? No, they're not, right? No, they're not. This is what I've learned. We're in the business of fishing where the fish are, of reaching the greatest number of you. So if I do topics on the NBA, I might be talking about what I want to be talking about, but it's not generating engagement. It's not pressing your hot buttons. The NFL is the one and only entity that does that. And it, it, it blows me away. It blows me away to consider how impressive that is. All right. 844-326-3663 is the number to get to us uh, on the show today. Uh, texter says, Gamecocks women versus LSU had more viewers than Heat Celtics the same night. Women's basketball. You know, there is a whole, you know, if you build it, they will come. What comes first, the chicken and the egg? Uh, are there no viewers for women's basketball because they haven't had a consistent platform? Or are there no viewers because people on the WNBA level, it's just not a product that people consume in high levels, right? What we're finding with women's collegiate basketball is there is the market for it. There is the audience for it. It just needed the platform. Once it reached a level of exposure, we're into it. The women's basketball uh, tournament last year, Iowa Caitlin Clark against South Carolina outdrew the men's. Blew me away. Blew me away. Then there's this today, folks, and I, I think this is a fantastic story. Ben Johnson, Detroit Lions offensive coordinator, shocked the ever-loving nation of the NFL today by saying, I'm staying in Detroit. Um, and he was considered, as a matter of fact, last week I saw Boomer Esiason on Boomer and G-O-W-F-A-N. He said, from the people I've talked to, I would be shocked if Ben Johnson is not the next head coach of Washington. When we're doing coaching grades, and we'll do those, I had him down as the coach of Washington. It was kind of a foregone conclusion he was going to Washington when the NFC Championship game was over. And apparently his asking price has scared off some teams, but he felt more strongly. He said, if, if you want me to leave Detroit now, Here's what it's going to cost. Otherwise, I'll just collect my $2 million and I'll run it back here because you can't put a price on what's special. And I am doing something in Detroit here that is really special. How about that? Ben Johnson. And look, you know, there's a bunch of yahoos on social media that jump on you when you're critical of kids for skipping bowl games. Jump on you when you say, man, that coach did that team dirty. You would take that money, wouldn't you? Ben Johnson stayed. So how about a how you like me now to all those people who have no problem with players, coaches, etc., just grabbing the bag. The bag is there for Ben Johnson. The Seahawks want him. Washington wants him. Tennessee wants him. All these teams want him. And to him, it's more important to run it back, 
Give it another go. Give it another shot. He's 37 years of age. According to many in the National Football League, he calls the single best game of anybody out there. Who is the best at calling plays when they will work against the right defenses? The answer is Ben Johnson. Keep your money, Ben Johnson says. Keep it. Sorry, Washington. Sorry, Seattle. Okay, you're not going to meet my $16 million demand. I'll stay right here. By the way, I don't know that his demand is $16 million, but he apparently teams were uh, a little bit bewildered at some of his demands. Okay? He'll keep his 2 or $3 million. He'll stay in Detroit. He'll run it back. He'll chase history because it means something to be where he is. And I say, man, hallelujah, amen to that. That is absolutely positively beautiful. All right, so Dan Campbell, did he make – a mistake. Those of us who judge with our gut say yes. Those of us who are judging by the numbers say not so fast, my friend. Channeling our inner Lee Corso. That is next, right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere, where Seth Walder, ESPN's analytics guru, will be joining us here on The Fan Upstate. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So one of my favorite lines is stats are like bikinis. They show some things, but not all. I absolutely believe that analytics and stats have a place in sports. I can also tell you I don't like what the movie Moneyball did to the game in Major League Baseball. I can also tell you that I would have kicked the field goal. And I understand the stats that Detroit didn't have a great field goal kicker. So, um, you know, like to me, and I I also believe like everyone is so black and white today. We've lost the ability to see shades of gray. I can tell you that I was, as my wife is a long-suffering Lions fan, I was apoplectic at the decision to go for those fourth downs. I think Dan Campbell's the coach of the year, should be the coach of the year. Two of the hardest things to do or to change a culture and change a reputation. He's successfully done both. It's possible to say, I didn't like those decisions, but I love him as a head coach. Joining us right now is, in my opinion, the best at this anywhere in sports, 
You're increasingly seeing him on ESPN. You read his work, ESPN sports analytics writer Seth Walder on Twitter by the same name joins us right now on the show. Always appreciate the time, Seth. Uh, Thanks so much for making it. Happy 2024 to you and yours. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you, Mark? I'm wonderful. Great to catch up with you, my friend. So, uh, Seth, you posted a graphic on uh, Sunday night, um, and it was an amazing graphic that I screenshotted. It said field goal 38.8% for the Lions, go for it 39.1%. Essentially a coin flip. What does the coach want to do? The coach says, go for it. I don't think, Seth, in life, the result is how you judge anything. You can make a good decision and it doesn't work out. You can make a bad decision and you got lucky. But I think the decision in that moment, when you have it in front of you just to tie the game, bothered me. Why are you in the camp of defending Dan Campbell for that decision? Yeah, well, look, I mean, I think the model handles this situation really pretty well. It's understanding that you kick the field goal, you have the opportunity, but not that you're not guaranteed to tie the ball game. So if you do do that, you are, you know, I say you're tied, but you're not really tied. You don't have a 50% chance to win. You are tied on the scoreboard, but losing in terms of win probability at that point, because there'll be just 730 left in the ball game. And the, and the ball is going to be at the 49ers. I think we would all agree at that point. You would agree with me. The 49ers would be more likely to win that game, right? Sure. At that point. Sure. Yeah. But, and that's only if you make it, which is, you know, we add as a 72% chance. So I think the model is saying, sorry, I kicked my, kicked my headphones. Um, I think so, <laughs> you know, it happens. Uh <laughs> So the model is saying is that the value of going for it and trying to get the seven points or potentially kicking a field goal that is going to be more of a guarantee uh, just slightly, oh, so slightly outweighed the kick. Now, I will say this, like you mentioned, this was super close, razor thin margin, 0.3 percentage points of difference. People ask, where's the uncertainty in the model? And one of the areas is the chance to make the field goal and the chance to make convert the the first down, I think that you know there's a there's some wiggle room there, right? The coach might have some information that suggests it's a little bit higher or a little bit lower than we think. If Dan Campbell had kicked in that spot, I would not be criticizing him. Uh, but if you'd ask me to choose, I would say go. But I think it's super close, and ultimately, you know, he did what I would consider to be narrowly the optimal thing. Seth, when you say, I believe you said, um, as we lost you there momentarily, 72% chance of making the fourth and three. When... No, sorry, that's 72% chance to make the field goal. And I okay. will stress that that is, and with the kickers, that's an average kicker. They have a, that has a 72% chance. They have a below average kicker. So it's right. got to be a little bit lower than that, which I think would nudge you more towards going for it. Right. So um, when you say that, what are the odds of making a fourth and three for most teams? We have that 58.8% in that spot for the Lions. Okay. So so when you give me that breakdown, and um, and I, I'll ask you this too, Seth, why is it 39 and 38.8%? Why don't the numbers add up to 100%? Oh, well, that's just the chance to go in. So either way, either way after that play, or I should say with either decision, the lions are still in a, in a worse position than they are to win. Like they're not going to, that's not going to add up to a hundred because no matter what they're an, they're an underdog, you're either going to kick a field goal. Best case scenario, you are still an underdog because you have tied the game, but you're giving the ball back or the other uh. situation is you can convert, but you're, you know, you're still losing. Um, oh, I got you. So it's the winning percentage. If you do this or that, Not a recommendation percentage. Okay, I got you. Right, right, right. So we're evaluating simply what is your chance to win based on the decision you make. We want to evaluate the decision. Sure, sure. Now, those decisions, 56% to make it, 72% to make the field goal, are those always, does the model factor in who you're going against and the personnel you have? Yes. So it it is factoring in – 
the quality of the offense in question, so the Lions offense, the quality of the defense in question. It's not specific who's on the field. So if they sub out Amon Rossi Brown, it's not going to know that or adjust. But it's knowing, hey, this is a, a good offense. It's also a good defense. Um, this is the situation. It's factoring in things like, yeah, not just con- chance to convert, but also you got to think about uh, think about a penalty and the and the, the p- potential risk reward of, of penalties on either side. Um, and and you know what, Mark, to show you how close this is, I said first down chance fifty eight point eight. The way the model sees it is, in order to justify going for it, you need to think you have at least a fifty seven point four percent chance to convert. So that's how close it was. We're talking one under two percent, just about one percentage point different. And that's why I say it's really, really close. He is creeping up on 55,000 followers on Twitter, and yet his DMs are open. At Seth Walters, where you can find him on Twitter. Seth, what fan base makes you regret putting that in your bio the most? Uh, probably the 49ers. Uh, <laughs> a, a year ago at the trade deadline, I gave the 49ers a C minus for trading for Christian McCaffrey. Like one just came, a DM just came in like two minutes ago. I saw it, you know, mocking me for that. Now I did a whole story. All right. I did a whole Mia culpa. I was wrong article <laughs> about that, but that doesn't seem to, that doesn't seem to, that doesn't seem to quell them. Uh, Cause like, look, I got that one wrong. All right. I was wrong. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Probably, probably 49ers fans. It, they happen to find, they happen to find that article quite a bit. Seth, is there a statistical anomaly that really stands out to you about either of the two teams that made the Super Bowl, the 49ers and the Chiefs? Just an outlier of a stat, whether it's good or bad or either way. Yeah, the number that stands out to me is Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so let me put it this way. When you're a quarterback and you drop back to pass, there's three types of plays that can unfold. You can have a passing play, you can get sacked, or you can scramble. And when we look at simply passing plays, as in a a play where the quarterback literally made a pass, Patrick Mahomes ranked 17th in QBR this year. 17th. That's up, up through the playoffs. Now, like, this is a stat he was first in that when we last season, right? So, and yet he was 17th. And you say, well, how is it? Okay, yeah, they have a great defense. But, like, literally, how is it that they could even be here given, given that kind of, like, level of basically mediocrity, right? Uh, and, and a lot of it has to do with the receivers, right? They play a big role in this too, but, like, from a team perspective. And the answer is that Patrick Mahomes is elite at the other two aspects of being a quarterback, the other two phases that don't show up in the traditional passer rating, and that is sacks, he doesn't take them, refuses to take them, never gets sacked, and the other is that he is a hyper-efficient scrambler. So he's actually, like, right, him and Josh Allen, I think when I look at sacks and scrambles in QBR, Mahomes ranks, this is a week old, so don't quote me, but uh, Mahomes ranks second in QBR. I think his number was, like, 84 84 QBR in sacks and scramble, and number th- and ranked third in the category was Josh Dobbs at 25. Like everybody else, that is a problem, right? Because they're taking sacks, and Mahomes, his ability to not take sacks is such a huge part of his game that keeps drives alive. That is fascinating analysis. Seth Walder joining us, ESPN analytics guru here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate. Seth, I'll share something with you, and I want to know what you make of this. I was looking at the active head coaches who have won the Super Bowl, and I I kept Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll in the sample size to increase the sample size, and given the fact that they both want to get back into coaching. And so when I look at all nine that have won a Super Bowl, um, all did it with the team that they won it with between year two and year seven. I don't know why that is. I don't know why the window seems to close after year seven if you don't win your first. I don't know if the message gets stale. But then I look at Kyle Shanahan. He is in year seven. What do you make of that? Like, is is there something to that period, that window of time? So it's, it's the year you win your first Super Bowl. Correct. Between two and seven? Yes. Okay. You want to know what I make of that? Sure. I think of that that most of the time after seven years, most coaches 
just simply are are gone by then. They've already been they've already been fired, and you have another crop of coaches that are not, and so of course they are, you know, a lot of them have won, some of those guys have won the Super Bowl. And so you have to kind of thread this narrow path of, like, really good enough to definitely keep your job for seven straight years, which is not that easy to do, but then at the same time not win the Super Bowl. And so it's not like a particular skill, but it's just sort of like it's going to be a low percentage of guy. And so Kyle Shanahan could fit into that, you know, next year. He's certainly – is yeah, keeping his job no matter what. Um, and I would say if the question is, if they lose today, is like, is there, is, there, is, it, is the chance done for Shanahan? And I would say, heck no. He is maybe probably the best head coach in the NFL and I leading the best offense. And I think that their future is pretty bright with him at the helm no matter what. Seth, who among the ESPN air staff and the various other shows that, uh, that you go on to is the most in the pocket? When you get deep into analytical thought, who 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 understands what it is you're saying and who can you see whose eyes just glaze over? Like he's talking, he sounds smart, but I have no clue what this guy is saying to me. No, I don't want to talk about <laughs> coworkers like that. Okay, talk about no who's way. smart then. Give, give some credit. How about that? Oh, man, you know, I'll tell you like, Look, I don't do that that much, like, of this, like, you know, like, with all the big shots. But, like, a guy that comes to mind for me is, like, Lewis Riddick. You know, when I've had a conversations with him, he's just so sharp, and he, and he thinks about the game. Obviously, he's, like, you know, former player, and, he, and, and he's, got, he's got experience all over the game, right? And, but he clearly is open to thinking about the game from a quantitative perspective, and I just respect him so much for – like the way he thinks about football. Seth Walder joining us here on the show. Seth, you know, everyone, I, I think it's really low-hanging fruit, the whole choking word, Detroit choked, Baltimore choked, etc. I think somebody chokes when they have visibly not handled the moment mentally. Um, to me, Todd Munkin did that. Number one rush offense in the league stopped rushing. Why? The, was the moment too big for you? Why did you get away from what worked well? Detroit, to me, they did what they always do. How do you explain San Francisco's comeback? You know, what did Kyle Shanahan do? You just mentioned he might be the best coach in the NFL. Was it more what San Francisco did, adjustments to win, or Detroit losing that game? Two things. I think San Francisco played well in the second half, but I mean, man, there was a lot of luck. Okay, like ball bouncing off the face backs into Brandon Ayuk's arms for a 50-yard pass. Like, that is huge. You have Jameer Gibbs, fumbles, and then, and then Josh Reynolds with the two drops. Like, San Francisco played really well. Hyper-efficient second-half offensive uh, football. Uh, but I, I don't want to say uh, – I just think there were errors on Detroit's part. There was errors on Detroit's part and luck that went pretty much all San Francisco's way and that put those two things together and they played a big role. I mean, it was, you know, it was a combination of factors. Anytime you're coming down back from 17 points, it's going to have to be a combination of playing well and your opponent making mistakes. But that, like, that truthfully is what happened. Seth Walder joining us. Seth, Brock Purdy, number one in rating, number one in QBR. Uh, I feel Rodney Dangerfield in my ear saying I get no respect. What do the numbers say about Brock? Well, it's a really tricky situation, I think, because honestly, we don't have excellent ways of parsing scheme and coaching from quarterbacks. So we can do a little bit of things. Um, I think, you know, like his numbers are super efficient. Right, like you mentioned, QBR, their offense is just the best in the league in terms of EPA by quite a lot. However, I think it is naive to simply ignore the fact that every quarterback seems to do well or better than they otherwise show when they're in a McVay-Shanahan system, and particularly if they're like literally playing for Kyle Shanahan 
And so you, you have to knock him down a peg in terms of like, what, what is he? Because it, it just makes sense. Like, I, I don't think it's like the end all be all that Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't successful in, in Vegas this year or like not successful as putting it mildly. Like he played poorly, but it's a data point. Like you can't ignore it. And I have to just think, I think Brock Purdy had a nice season. I think it's really hard to quantify. I did my story a week or two ago, a 100 player MVP ballot. And he was, I wrote, you know, I had him at 10 and I said, I think he's the hardest player in this entire thing to rank. And I asked people in the league and, uh, most people felt like I 10 was too generous to him uh, when I talked to, to people in the league, but it's a, it's a really tough one to parse. And it continues to be Seth uh, last one for you. What's the criticism of advanced stats and analytics that bothers you the most? Ooh, good question. I think the one that bothers me the most is when people say like analytics lacks context. A lot of times what we are doing in football analytics is adding context statistically to situations. So like we talk about, you know, the game in terms of expected points. Why do we do that? Because if you say, well, you gained five yards, is that good or bad? Well, I don't know. It depends. If it's third and 10, five yards isn't doing anything for you. If it's third and three, five yards is pretty great. So like that matters a lot. And we're adding a lot of context in all of the traditional statistics lack that context and i'm not saying that all of these numbers that any of them are painting a perfect picture but like the goal of quantitative analysis in football to better understand the game better understand players assist in player evaluation and team evaluation and better predicting football and all of that and so the goal is to do it well and to do it statistically and so i think that's what that's what that's the one that bothers me because it's just it's like the opposite of what's happening in reality seth walder espn.com slash analytics uh unbelievable stuff guys he makes you smarter every time you read his work you learn something that helps you every single time you read his work great catching up with you seth it's been too long i truly appreciate you making the time enjoy the super bowl and have a fantastic year thank you appreciate it all right take care seth walder ESPN.com out of Brooklyn with the analytics always get smarter. I love, you know, what I really value and appreciate about him diesel is he is obviously the smartest guy in the room, Sure, but he never talks down to you when you ask him questions that have got to be boring him. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Like he's got the numbers that he is a walking calculator. Still mad that he wouldn't throw anybody under the bus. <laughs> I mean, t- tell me it's Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the guy that you roll your eyes at, and why is it Dan Orlovsky? I mean, that, that, that would have been that would have been quite the way to do that. Uh, but uh, no, like you. By the way, you were right to back off at that point. Like he clearly, like you guys know, we bring you behind the scenes, right? But this is a conversation Diesel and I would have off the air after the interview. Like Diesel would say, man, he did not want to answer the, ask that question, answer that question. <laughs> and I would say to Diesel, you were right to back off because I, I hear hosts do this, Diesel. I've heard uh, Dan Lebertard do this, yeah. and he loses the interview. He did this with Ryan Fitzpatrick, lost the interview. He kept pushing on something. Look, that can be fun. You can laugh. He'll give you half the answer. Yeah. And you got to know that if you ever want to have that guest on again, you leave it be right there, yeah. right? Like, if you push that, we will never have well, him his, on the air his again. His refusal to answer the question tells you that there's somebody. And he won't tell us, and that's fine, but that's what makes it entertaining. It's like, you know there's somebody. Because I kind of feel that way. When he starts talking analytics, when we have Kelly Ford on and they start talking analytics, sometimes my, sometimes my eyes just glaze over. I'm like, I don't know what you guys are saying, man. You guys are throwing <laughs> a lot of facts and figures and probabilities at me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it sounds smart. So I'm sure whoever's listening thinks it sounds smart too. But, like, you know there's somebody. There's somebody who <laughs> he gets asked to come I, on his I show. I know who it is, Diesel. It's me. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I am the guy. I am the guy that's glassed over, that has no idea what the heck he's saying. I just smile and nod. Okay? That's all I do. James on YouTube says hey, we should have asked the question this way. said, assuming everyone is smart, who is the least smart? <laughs> Yeah, 
James, that would have definitely gotten him not to come back ever again. <laughs> okay, well, that's that's not what we're after. That's I not mean, what we're trying to do. The beauty part is, you know, I, most people in this business are are intelligent people. You don't get in, in this far into the business if you're not an intelligent person. You don't get on ESPN national television if you're not a smart person. You know, uh, even the the crazy thing is, Mark, even you know the beautiful faces, they're incredibly smart when it comes to sports. Like it used to be, you just hired the pretty dumb girl to read the sports and tell you who won, and that was enough. Well, now ESPN and all these networks are loaded with absolute smoke shows, nines and tens, <laughs> who know more about sports than most of us watching. Yeah, yeah, that is the case. All right, my friends, what is going to happen with the still vacant head coaching openings, and what grade would we give those that have already happened, those that have already been filled. That, my friends, is next, and this is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. The text line is saying the stat guy ignores stats when questioned about Shanahan if he fails to win the Super Bowl. I think what he's saying is, you know, most guys are fired by that time, by year seven. And he obviously Kyle Shanahan is not, so he will have a shot to do so. I do think it's fascinating that you know, those coaches who win the Super Bowl. Look, Andy Reid didn't win the Super Bowl between his second and his seventh year. He won it in his 21st. But the stat is accurate for the team you win the Super Bowl with. In other words, Andy Reid coached from year eight to year 14 in Philadelphia, never won the Super Bowl. It's like, oh, okay. So what happens after that seventh year? He comes to Kansas City wins it in his seventh year. Okay? See? And and so that's that's kind of how the stat works. It'll be fascinating to me to see if Kyle Shanahan is ever able to break that. This is his year to do it, and the stat stays alive. But if he doesn't do it this year, does his message get stale a little bit? What happens after year seven? That, to me, is interesting. Texter says, I feel smarter for listening to Seth. Texter, I'm smarter for uh, reading your text. Thank you so much for uh, for doing just that. All right, guys, I want to uh, I want to get to this grades for head coaching candidates, grades for the head coaching jobs that have been filled. What do you have? What are you thinking? What are you feeling at this particular particular juncture? Chargers, Harbaugh, that's an A plus, right? I mean, that's that's an A plus. It's not an A. It's not an A minus. It's an A plus. Um, you know, he even keeps the same color scheme with the blue and gold or blue and yellow. Same color scheme. He moves across the coast. You know, uh, Diesel, I was looking at this. A, can you look up for me, Diesel? A, the average one bedroom apartment, Greenville versus San Diego. Uh, if you could find that for me, that'd be awesome. Like I, I was seeing something about this. I w- watched something on YouTube. It blew me away. He's making so much money that that is irrelevant to him. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, I get it. Like a normal home in San Diego probably costs two million dollars, but he's making so much that's irrelevant. And so the cost of living doesn't hurt him to be there. And he knows what he's doing. He knows how to win at all levels. 
and it happens overnight. Average rent for roughly a 700-square-foot apartment in Greenville, 1200 a month. Okay. In San Diego, 2200 a month. So twi- basically twice. Almost twice, yeah. Whatever your rent is, double it to here's, live in San Diego. Here's the thing. and uh, This is saying 650 square feet for San Diego, 730. So you get an extra 80 square feet Whoa. in Greenville for $1,000 Less in San Diego, a studio apartment, which is less than 500 square feet. That's like a postage stamp. Yeah, 1900. A one bedroom, 2300. Two bedroom, 2900. Three bedroom apartment. Who's renting three bedroom apartments? Apartments, 1200 square feet, 3600 dollars a month. I caramba. What? Oh boy. What? Oh boy. And so it doesn't matter. Jim Harbaugh, A plus. San Diego rent, now you learn something, double that of Greenville. And you thought Greenville was expensive. Greenville is the most expensive anywhere in the upstate, to say the least. Greenville is expensive relative to salaries in oh, the upstate. Oh, yeah, sure. Dave Canales, what is the grade? Uh, CBS Sports says B+. Here's what they say about Dave Canales. Impatience has been the name of the game in Carolina with owner David Tepper burning through coaches and QBs in recent years. At 42, fresh off his first year as an offensive coordinator, Canales could represent a genuine pivot for pivot for the franchise. He's certainly more of an unknown than his fellow 2024 hires, but he doesn't lack for promising credentials. Working 13 years as a Pete Carroll assistant in Seattle before helping revive Baker Mayfield's career as the Buccaneers play caller. An ascending quarterback whisperer, he's precisely the kind of coach who could accelerate Bryce Young's growth under center. Diesel, there's something about Dave Canales that I learned today that you may not know and our listeners may not know. There's a book out from he and his wife. It's a book of faith. And it details all of his infidelities against his wife, you know. And so it's like, when did those happen? You know, he was in Seattle since 2010, you know, so since he was 30. He was in Seattle with with Pete Carroll. And so apparently there's a, a book out right now about his walk in faith with his wife that goes into uh, apparently a multitude of infidelity from Canales, New Panthers head coach, to his wife. Uh, CBS says B plus. I say C minus. Gerard Mayo, New England, total unknown. As a leader of men, they're hoping they're getting the next D'Amico Ryans, but are they? Too early to tell. I agree with CBS Sports. I say B-. Antonio Pierce. The locker room really wanted Antonio Pierce. I typically frown upon guys that the locker room wants because the locker room, you know, you don't – the head coach that everybody likes isn't the head coach that's going to win for you a lot of times. But I'll tell you why the players are right in this case. Guess what team had the best record against the spread in the NFL this year? The Raiders. What does that tell you? They were the team that was routinely better than people thought they were. They they beat the norm. They beat their expectation more so than anybody else. CBS Sports says grade B-. minus. I give a grade A-. minus. The Titans have hired... Brian Callahan to be their next head coach. Bengals OC. They say grade of B, unknown for me. I say grade of C. And then the Falcons have hired Raheem Morris. The one phrase attached to Raheem Morris is culture builder. What is the one phrase that all the best coaches at any level, college or the NFL, possess? That phrase is culture builder, right? That is the phrase. He does that. He is the culture builder. And he is the leader of men. And I actually think the Falcons did an an unbelievable job. It's not easy to pass up Bill Belichick, who wanted that job, for Raheem Morris. But they said, out with the old, in with the new. You know, Raheem Morris entered that job and said, here's how we're going to win together. Bill Belichick said, here's what I've done. Past tense, done. Here's what we will do versus here's what I've done. Don't question me. Don't challenge me. I'm Bill. 
Raheem Morris, new ideas, new era, leader, culture builder, fun to play with him. CBS Sports says B minus. I say A. A for one Raheem Morris. Now, Seattle and Washington have to get into a bidding war for Mike Vrabel because Ben Johnson, big news today, is going nowhere. But that isn't the only big news today. Some massive SEC news uh, that is going to affect the vision of one storied fan base. That, my friends, is next. This is Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan of... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.